This is the Wednesday, April 27th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We got you covered with two NBA playoff games tonight, and we'll talk a little NFL draft props as well. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined alongside Tyler Fulgham in the NBA playoffs. Continue to deliver, Tyler. Yeah, what an awesome game we saw last night. That Minnesota-Memphis series has been incredible. John Morant, uh, unreal. Anthony Edwards, people are going to forget making that three. I will note, too, though, Doug, that despite losing that series and their season coming to an end, the Atlanta Hawks finally covered a game in which they lost. So congratulations to the Atlanta Hawks for ending that 68-game losing streak, uh, ATS and outright L's. It truly was just a ridiculous <laughs> betting trend. Fantastic. But you're right, appropriately comes to an end on the final, <laughs> right. final game of their season. <laughs> uh, two games tonight. There are three games to one. The home team's leading and expected to close things out. You have a 12-and-a-half-point favorite with the Bucks and uh, Zach Levine unlikely to play. And then the Warriors, this, not, this number touched nine last night, came down to eight. And, you know, look, this could be a little bit of too much reading into things, but a lot of times we'll see a team that's, um, you know, they'll say, hey, we didn't want them celebrating on our home court. We didn't want to get swept. So their comments there being Denver are more about, like, avoiding the sweep than it is coming all the way back. I think this is kind of going to get away from them at some point. In the game, I, I I like the Warriors minus the points. I'm surprised this number came down a little bit. Yeah, me too. I think the Warriors uh, really do dominate uh, this game and in the series in convincing fashion. Of the two favorites, I'm most willing to back the Warriors, not only because their spread is you know three four points lower uh, than uh, what the Bucks would have to cover. I think the Warriors are the better team, and especially when they're at home. I mean, you look at Game One and Game Two of this series, Doug. I, Golden State won game one by, what, 16 points, and they won game two at home by 20 points. So, I mean, they've absolutely crushed uh, Denver at home. And that was when Steph was only playing, you know, 20, 20, 25 minutes a game. Now he's up to 33 minutes, still came off the bench in game four. Maybe he's back in the starting lineup now that he's back uh, to minutes in the mid-30s. So I I really just expect the Warriors uh, to come in and dominate like they did at home in games one and two. It really took a superhuman effort from Jokic, got great defense from guys like Austin Rivers, some some clutch shots down the stretch for Denver to, to survive. Um, and I think that was kind of their last gasp and last breath for a team that's probably just worn out and tired because Jokic has had to carry them all season long without their two other star players and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So uh, I, I love the Warriors minus the nine, probably my uh, favorite way to bet tonight's games. Yeah, look, Monte Morris was huge. Otherwise, this series is over. Um, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I like first half, too. I, I just think the Warriors are going to be sharp from the start. And Steph, no minutes restrictions. Um, I, I don't want to get involved with the Bucks and Bulls. I lean to the Bulls team total under. Their offense has been so inept. And Giannis has been so impressive that I don't want to get involved in the game under. But I would get a piece of the Bulls under. I, I think they know they're, they're dead man walking. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I like. Bulls team total under. 
Milwaukee's had the best defense in the uh, playoffs so far. Now, you know, I think both offenses have just been bad in general, but uh, I think we do need to credit what the Bucks are doing defensively. That's you know, a lot of Giannis having Brooke Lopez back as well. Even with the loss of Chris Middleton, there's still Drew Holiday and, you know, guy Bobby Portis will play some uh, feisty defense, uh, especially against the team that drafted him. Uh, so I do like Bulls team total under there. I think this has been a lower scoring series than I expected. Um, we have a 218 total and that huge spread. So I'll just isolate that Bulls side without Levine, without Caruso. I think they're going under with the way Milwaukee's played defense in the series. Okay, today uh, in the state of Nevada, it's the last day to bet um, draft props. Um, other states you can do to tomorrow, including draft day. Um, it's tough. The markets obviously reacted a lot. Uh, any draft props that you think are still worth playing given the current juices in the market? Yeah, I like, uh, first and foremost, you know, George Pickens has kind of been my guy. Um, his draft prop uh, is at 36 and a half. It's minus 150, and uh, it just keeps steaming to the under. Uh, I'm sorry, the under is, pardon me, plus 120. So we're actually getting a little bit juice on the over. I'm kind of uh, going against the trend here, uh, but I really love Pickens, and I do think the NFL is going to like Pickens. I think he's going to be a first-round selection. He is one of the rare um, uh, wide receivers in this class that has true X traits, which means you can line him up as the uh, split end um, on an island by himself, and he can win with length. He can win with athleticism. And uh, we saw – Pickens as a him and Derek, Derek Stingley are, are very similar. They, they dominated as true freshmen as 18 and 19 year olds in the SEC. And then they had a couple of years where either injury or, you know, the COVID, you know, happened. And I just look at when you have guys that come in as, you know, elite five-star players to the SEC and immediately as true freshmen, not as registered freshmen, come in and make an impact and dominate. Uh, that says a lot about their ability to translate to the next level. That's, that is the closest thing to a surefire prospect profile I think you can find in college dominating as a true freshman, as a, as one of the youngest players on the field in an elite power five conference. And of course, we know there's no better conference than the sec. So Pickens at six foot three, 200 pounds, maybe the best hands in this class. Remember the diving catch he made on that bomb in the national title game, a 52 yard pass play where he was, you know, completely parallel to the ground, made a catch like that. He's maybe the nastiest run blocker too at the wider receiver position in the NFL and teams like green Bay and Kansas city at the back end of the first round will love that type of trait um, at their wide receiver. So I think it might be my best bet for the weekend Pickens under uh, 36 and a half at plus plus one twenty. I'd take him in the first round as well. Um, I, I just love Pickens and another kind of the name I mentioned there as well, Doug, Derek Stingley jr. I would, gamble on him being the first cornerback taken. We're now hearing steam about the Texans liking him. I think he is the better uh, cornerback prospect profile than Sauce Gardner. It's not to take anything away from Sauce Gardner, who was awesome in his collegiate career, but he did that, you know, and in, in at Cincinnati in a conference that doesn't have the competition of Stingley. And Stingley came in as a true freshman, was a consensus first team All-American as an 18, 19 year old at LSU. Practice every day against Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Again, I think NFL scouts, not the, maybe the draft media, but I think NFL GMs and scouts are going to look at these traits from these two guys from the SEC and the way they dominated as true freshmen, and they're going to value that way more than we and the draft media have, and I think they're going to go much higher than what their uh, their props are saying. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a funny Seinfeld meme going all. It's like, why is Sauce Gardner so high on the board as opposed to Stingley? It's like that scene where it's like, it's because it's fun to say Sauce Gardner. <laughs> <Yes. as opposed laughs> <to salsa. laughs> I'll say another good. thing. 
Uh, uh, Doug, we, we keep t- hearing all the steam about Jamison Williams being drafted as maybe the first wide receiver in the top 15. And I, no disrespect to Jamison Williams. He's an awesome prospect, but they use like this guy just had an ACL injury, like in the college football playoff and Pickens seems to get dinged for coming off of an ACL injury that he had before the season started. And he was able to come back and play in the college football playoff and play four or five games this season for Georgia. So I don't understand that, that kind of rationale, why Williams people are willing to ignore that, but some people are kind of dinging Pickens for it. So again, uh, maybe I'm, uh, I got the rose colored glasses on or the Georgia red uh, glasses on with Pickens, but uh, I think he's going to go much higher than uh, the, the markets would indicate. I have a few plays uh, that was posted in a box in Joe Fortenball's article on how to bet the draft. There's been some movement with like Malik Willis. It was nine and a half moved up to 12 and a half, but I think my favorite play is Karloftis over 21 and a half. There's mostly 22 and a half right now. He's just been sliding big boards. Uh, maybe even out of the first round, which is crazy, g- given his open, over-under opened 14 and a half. Uh, I still, Mel, on the podcast, the first draft podcast the other day, said his, his likelihood kind of starts at 22 and then goes to the end of the first round. So I would still lay it there. Uh, Dax Hill is a slot safety, and it's just a kind of a position that people need. He can play corner, safety. He's likely to be the second safety off the board after Kyle Hamilton. So he's definitely a first-round pick. I like under 28 and a half. It's because of position scarcity on that front. And then um, those are the two I like the most. I like Pickett over 12 and a half, but his over-under is going up in the, as well to like 14 and a half. And, so. and then you and I both like offense alignment under seven yeah. and a half, minus $2. Lay the juice. I see five, six, maybe seven, maybe, but eight yeah. is really hard. Now, the, 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 the numbers move to seven, but I still think that's a really strong play under seven because I think you're more likely to get six than you are eight. And obviously the juice is much softer at seven than seven and a half. I completely agree. Uh, We've seen that uh, market change rapidly throughout the last couple of weeks as we've been diving into the same for wide receivers. I think it was five and a half, you know, about a month ago and we were all over the over and now I'm seeing some markets that are at six, six and a half. So I think we, uh, you know, beat the market there with how we've been talking about those two position groups and their relative value in the first round, but uh, agree with Karloftis. I really like that one as well. I think he could be a surprise player that slips out of the, the first round. I just, I know pass rushing is what a lot of teams want and that's his special skill set. but I've heard a lot of things about him uh, in terms of question marks, um, translating to the next level because he's not a superior athlete by any stretch of the imagination. At least Aiden Hutchinson, you know, tested well out of the Big Ten as kind of a superior athlete. Karloftis doesn't even really have that uh, at the position. So uh, I really think that's a sharp play there on Karloftis and wouldn't be surprised at all to see him slip out of the first round. Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, in the in the piece on ESPN.com, another column that we all contributed to, Anita says she's hearing things that he teams like him. So, you know, obviously information's out there both sides. Yeah. So just keep, yep. keep that in mind, proceed with caution. But that'll do it with us. Uh, for us, we'll have some more draft talk tomorrow on the pod for those that live in states where you can still bet on draft day. Uh, tonight, daily wager, 6 Eastern. So we hope you join us then, and we'll have a lot of fun. And obviously, it's a big, big week in Las Vegas with the draft here in town. 